When something happens to your kitchen, you might say, This is ludicrous. But that won't fix your home. That will only get you the rapper, Ludicrous. Having trouble? Don't panic. Don't be alarmed. You need to file a claim? Holler at State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. You can file a claim on the app or call us. Thanks, Mr. Chris. No matter how ludicrous the situation, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. Put a little spring in your step with great savings rates from Andrews Federal Credit Union. From now through March 31st, you'll earn 3.75% APY on your savings when you open our three-month Spring Forward Share Certificate. Start with as little as $1,000 and watch it grow. Open your new share certificate at Andrews Federal and spring forward towards your savings goals. Get started now at andrewsfcu.org. Andrews Federal Credit Union, federally insured by NCUA. APY equals annual percentage yield. For eligibility and membership requirements, visit andrewsfcu.org. Progress Report. It's your girl, Lila Shepard. Hey, boss, but the most lit. What's up? It's your girl, DJ Excel, and this is the Progress Report. We ain't staying now. Tune in every time. We don't do no cap. Report only facts. What up, though? Dennis McKinley. You tuned into the Progress Report. You know I'm off that now yet. We on revolt, man. Check us out. The Progress Report. All right, what's going on? It's your girl, Lala Shepard. Boss Britt, the most lit. What's up? It's your girl, DJ XL. All right, yeah, we got a special guest in the building, man. We got Dennis McKinley in the building. What up, though? Okay. What's up? Hey, man. First and foremost, (laughs) thank you for supporting us. You know, we always got the Nyack bottles for every interview that we do. And, you know, just cheers to black entrepreneurship, first and foremost. Okay. I'm drinking water, but, you know. It'll work. Rippy, she be under clean shit. So we got to let you introduce yourself and all the wonderful things that you do just because there's so much, and we just want to make sure you get the words out. Mm. Okay. Dennis McKinley, uh, born and raised in Detroit, Detroit, Michigan, but I've had the privilege to live in a, a lot of different cities in this country, big cities, and um, met some great people. I lived in New York for a minute. Chicago for a minute, LA for a minute, yeah. Vegas for a minute, Miami for a minute, and I made Atlanta my home, you know, roughly, you know, 10 years ago. Mm. Um, had some great business success. I currently spend about 50% of my time just, you know, helping, you know, small black business get from kind of a startup level to a point where they can go out and raise cash. That's the hardest part of, of it, right? Getting an idea out of your head and to a point where people can understand what you're trying to do. Mm-hmm. So. I spend a lot of time doing that and investing, but you know we own Crew Lounge, which is the largest. Um, you know, we're hookah first, but as far as like things to do for the culture, when you go to a different city, you say, hey, I want to go out somewhere. It's only Crew. You know, we are in uh, you know ten cities. We got fourteen locations. We got you know seven more coming. DC is coming in two mm. weeks. Mm. Miami is coming in two weeks. So uh, oh, that's special on the Hot Dog Factory. Uh, I'm from Detroit. All we do is eat hot dogs. So <laughs> I had the, the glizzy for sure. <laughs> no, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, so we own, like, you know, got f- like 14 or 15 year olds. Mm. Um, I just joined Hyper Magazine, which is an I- iconic brand. It's been around 30 plus years. Just, you know, all things uh, hair for women of color, mm. hair news, hair culture, hair trends. Uh, that's exciting. So, you know, look, I just partnered also with uh, Bernie Watkins, you know, which is probably the most prolific. Uh, female uh, entertainment lawyer 
in this country. Mm. We talking about Atlanta being a mecca, but mm. you know, Bernie Watkins has had an amazing career. She she called me and said, "Hey, listen, I want to do my own my own label, and I've been trying to push her to do that for probably wow. five years so. because you know her base is crazy. She Lotto's her client and Twenty One Savage. Wow. She's got all this talent around her, and she's been helping you know producers like Ted Keith and Head Kid, mm. you know, do these big deals. I'm like Bernie, you got first line access to this talent you got to go ahead and you know step out and take your career to another so she just started a label you know helping with that so you know this atlanta you know this is yeah not yet yeah i was gonna get to nyack too okay but, um, <laughs> you know nyack came about because that crew you know all we did was sell you know hennessy etc and, and you know look these big uh, liquor companies they understand who drinking all the liquor okay like, we drinking Thanks. all the liquor right respectfully and i i, I said listen you know we growing fast i'm selling 200 cases of Hennessy a week. Y'all, need, y'all ain't gonna support me. I ain't gonna do nothing. Man, they was I like, that. was like, what you want us to do? I Ugh. said, nothing. You know yeah. what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna just get my own shit. So that's how Naya came in the in the part because, and that's that's a very important you know thing because a lot of time we get in business to make money, and and that's just a piece of it, right? But you got to be passionate about what you're doing to really, really, really make it work. And I was selling so much Hennessy, I said, look, I refuse to sell any more cognac until we can do something for ourselves. Mm. So that's how Nyack came about. Uh, that's the fastest growing cognac um, in the history of cognac. It's in 18 states right now and growing. Mm. So if you're an artist, a tastemaker, a creator, and you need uh, help, promotion, doing the video, whatever, man, contact us, and I'm happy to support you know, your mission because at the end of the day, if we consuming a product and we ain't making no money off of it, like, what's mm-hmm. the point, you know? So, you know, Nyack is cognac. So we got VS, Peach, and Mel. I'm from all right now. VSOP. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but more importantly, though, um, when I started that, I said, listen, because I've seen what Rick Ross has done for Bel Air. Mm-hmm. I've seen what Diddy is doing through his brand. I wanted to make sure that when I did Nyack, I partnered or brought in partners that were a part of the culture. We got Young and May. You know, you know Young and May. She only drink cognac. That's mm-hmm. it. So. I called her first and said, listen, I want you to be a part of that. So the VSOP is actually, you know, her her product. You know, she owns a piece of that. Wow. And That's big. Because yeah, no. her Instagram used to be honey and hoes. Yeah. And so you, see, you see, switched that around. So you around. went back. You went back. Yeah. 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 All she did was drink Hennessy. I said, you know, wow. listen, you know, you drink cognac for real. Let's make sure you're making some cash while you promoting what mm. you do just every day. Mm. Um, and then my homegirl Trina, you know, you know, legend in the Big game. Trina. You know what I mean? She she said, I said, look, Trina. You've seen what Ross has done. Like it's it's time for you as an icon, as a legend. You gotta get a piece of this cash too. So, actually, the peach and cinnamon is Trina's brand. That's hers. Wow. You know, um, peach. yeah, that's her partner in that. So, look, it's all about creating opportunities and like you know making sure things that we create and consume stay within our own community. That's important. Yes, sir. Yeah, you know we gotta do another toast to that, cause no, damn, nah, that's hard. That's hard, man. No, cause I was just saying, there's a particular brand out there that the culture really supports, and then you go to their advertisement, and it doesn't even it's not even promoted to us so that call that, them out call them out Casamigos. Uh, Casamigos. Okay, no, Instagram. Yeah, white yeah. people all no. on their instagram yeah page. yeah so we like you know we were starting like a promotion um to just promote a special at our club yeah and um when i went to instagram i'm like yo it's people drinking in the mountains by a campfire <laughs> yeah. Like, right yeah while we 
in the requesting club. that. Yeah. And there's no way our culture isn't making an impact on their sales. And nice. it, it felt like a slap in the face to me. And I don't even drink tequila like that. But um, well, I tell you what the difference is. Yeah. The difference is, you know, when they created Casamigos, they wasn't thinking about our culture when they was making that product. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Nyack is for the culture. You go to my Instagram, you ain't gonna see us drinking in mouth because we ain't going to the goddamn mouth. <laughs> yeah, you feel me? You're not gonna see us doing stuff that you know the culture ain't doing. Yeah. yeah. And that's the difference. But if you call Casamigos right now, they know that we buy the product, yeah. but they don't care about it. You know, yeah. so it's still opportunity there. If anybody wanna get into tequila game, it's a big opportunity because the Casamigos of the world, the Don Julio's in the world, owned by major conglomerates where only a little piece of the business comes from our culture so they really don't care if we buy it or not it's mm-hmm. really but they understand that at the end of the day we do move the culture so they may take a little piece that may give folks here he goes some 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 lane and you know talk mm-hmm. about it but like we need to be at the table mm-hmm. are you very important thinking about tequila oh most definitely okay <laughs> we're working on the tequila right this second mm. where you know so don't and, and with the Nyack, though, I fuck with the Nyack because I like cognac. Uh, me and H, we, I think we probably drink it the most. But I'm drunk right yeah, now. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it's smooth, though. You know what I mean? And not just saying that just because you're here, but I genuinely fuck with it, though. So it's actually a great liquor. So. Well, I'll tell you, if, if in order to sell cognac, I mean, it's got to be made in a small region of France called cognac. Mm. And you can't get on a plane and go to cognac and say, hey, yeah, I want to. I do a cognac, they're going to be like, what? Right. You know, you have to be French and speak the language. So, you know, two of my partners, there's four of us all together, um, you know, and I'm the only black man at the table, oh. so I'm black on. But I'm going to tell you what's important is you can't go and just say, hey, I want to create a cognac. So, but it was very important that this product is for us, you know. That was one of the things that we said before we even came to the table and broke bread. Like, I'm not trying to do a cognac and, you know, sell it in Japan, somebody sipping. No, this is for the culture. Mm-hmm. So, they're important. For sure. All right then, well let's uh, let's take it back then. You know, um, since you, you, you grew up in Detroit, I understand yeah. that you lived in other places. Like, yeah. what was your experience growing up there? Me and Britt, we from the Midwest, so we familiar with the Midwest, but from? we from Cincinnati, Cincinnati, Ohio. Okay. So we familiar with the hot dogs and shit too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but y'all, got, y'all got what, Skyline, right? We, yeah, we got Skyline, Skyline the Gold best. Star. Yep. They be Skyline the best. is the best. Yeah, but you, it says Skyline, <laughs> so obviously it's the best. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> Tell us about what it was like, you know, growing up in Detroit. Because, like, from what we know about Detroit, like, there ain't no easy stuff. If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. At participating McDonald's. City to come up here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I'll tell you, you know, um, one thing about Detroit is, you know, it's a, it's a real working class city. You know, um, all the automobile manufacturers were there growing up. Now it's a little different because, mm. you know, technology is taking a turn. But it's a real hustling city. So, you know, blue collar, you grow up and all you know is work because everybody around you, they get up and go to work. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you know anything about Detroit, it's also a, a, a big dope city, big drug city. Mm-hmm. Drug culture is very relevant there. Uh, you know, growing up with, you know, young boys and, you know, BMF, et cetera, all that stuff started in Detroit. So, we got a major impact on just culture overall. You know, we talk about like Cartier's, like that's Facts. Detroit. True. You know, um, Air Force Ones, anybody in New York, they may try to argue with me like, nah, we started there one. Like that really Detroit thing, you know, shout mm. out to Nelly. We, 
Put a little spring in your step with great savings rates from Andrews Federal Credit Union. From now through March 31st, you'll earn 3.75% APY on your savings when you open our three-month Spring Forward Share Certificate. Start with as little as $1,000 and watch it grow. Open your new share certificate at Andrews Federal and spring forward towards your savings goals. Get started now at andrewsfcu.org. Andrews Federal Credit Union, federally insured by NCUA, APY equals annual percentage yield. For eligibility and membership requirements, visit andrewsfcu.org. With one of the best savings rates in America, banking with Capital One is the easiest to in the history of decisions. Even easier than choosing Slash to be in your band. Next up for lead guitar. You're in. Cool. <laughs> yep, even easier than that. And with no fees or minimums on checking and savings accounts, is it even a decision? That's banking reimagined. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com slash bank for details. Capital One and a member FDIC. By the time Nelly was talking about Air Force Ones, like, we was burning them out. You know yeah. what I mean? So, um, yeah, a lot of the cultures just, you know, you could tell in our music right now, like Detroit really popping on the music Fuck scene. Music. Yeah, you know, yeah. my home house, my homeboy Cash Out, my homeboy Vezo, Baby, Baby, like, we just keep going cash down shout out to homie cash down like the music in detroit is going crazy right now and if mm-hmm. you listen to that music we got our own style we got our own thing you know mm. we talk about big coats and minks and you know gators you know that's just detroit culture so you know it was definitely um inspirational growing up because when you go outside you see you know folks who be like man you know he rich you know what are he doing mm. he's probably something dope but like this part of when you growing up you want a fast car you want a big car because that's just how the culture is so um I'm excited and you know privileged to be able to grow up in Detroit, you know, just to be around that and just put that battery in your pack that you know, hey, you got to go out and get it. You know? so. Hell yeah, and like so with college, um, I think we all, everybody attended college. <laughs> okay, dropped out. Got you. Well, okay, but you attended it though. You got there? Nah, I, I was like registered. Oh, okay. I didn't, and okay. I had my dorm room and everything. Oh, shit. And then I decided not to go because I wanted okay. to start a record label. Okay. And I didn't Great. go. And I respect yeah. that too. So I was just going to ask, like, because um, I know you went to college. Did you feel like you ever have to had to unlearn anything to become an entrepreneur? That's a great question. I'll tell you what. Um, college, if anything, prepared me to not think so much with my gut, you know, mm-hmm. because as an entrepreneur, we always kind of think with our gut to say, okay, I think this will work. College is something different. It teaches you to process that one plus one is two, and that's mm-hmm. and it, because this is why it's like that, right? Entrepreneurship is kind of like, I think this one, you know. So if anything, college prepared me to think with my gut, but think rationally with my gut when making, you, mm-hmm. know, you know, business decisions, that's very important. Um, so yeah, shout out to Michigan Wolverines, go blue. You know that's my alma mater. But <laughs> but uh, you know, so look, you know I got a daughter. She's four years old. I know it's gonna be a time where she say, you know, make she got to make a decision if she want to go to college or not. And uh, it's gonna be a requirement in her household because mm. that's just something that you know I'm huge on education. And regardless if you use your degree or not, right? Nobody can ever take that from you. Now who who knows what the world's gonna look like in twenty years that's with. Right artificial intelligence, et cetera, coming up. But just that whole process of, um, you know, being made to to prove, you know, things that are true, like one plus one is two, is very important when you're talking about making personal decisions, business decisions, everything else. So um, that's my take on college real quick. And what was your degree in? Uh, economics. 
course. Word. <laughs> Mate, that but you know, one plus crazy. one is right, two. Right. Yeah. But you know what's crazy though? I got three degrees. Uh, okay. One of my degrees is uh, uh, culinary, right? Mm. When people think about, oh, you know, you uh, yeah, hot dog factory and stuff, like, I, I do the kitchen for real. I be telling people, like, I do the kitchen for real. It's like, chill. <laughs> you know, uh, um, and that was, I, I got a still have a huge passion for um, the kitchen and culinary, but like that was very important. You know, when you go into a restaurant, like things need to be made a certain way. You need to understand, you know, you, you know, you're making a hamburger, but how much does a hamburger cost? What does a hamburger look like? What ingredients you're making? Like when I talk to, you know, small business owner, I ask them, I say, listen, you want to sell a hamburger for $10, so why do you want to sell it for $10? How much does a hamburger cost you to make? Uh, yeah. to make? And then you ain't gonna be in the kitchen all the time. So add that up plus the people that's in the kitchen, plus your front, like, what does this hamburger really cost? And they'd be like, damn, I never thought about that. Okay, mm. listen, let's go back to square one, wow. right? Because that's just culinary one-on-one that teaches you, like when you are building a menu and trying to figure out a customer, you gotta go all the way to the ground. Like, what the burger cost? What bun you using? Cause you can use a hundred different buns. Right. They may look the same, but they're not the same. So, you know, that's, culinary one-on-one like when you try to open a restaurant etc like you got to know those minor details to make major profit at the end of the day so Mm -hmm. everybody from detroit seems to talk about how like they aspire to work in the factory like you said the automotive business so what made you say i don't or or did you take that route to first say i would want to go that route but then you ended up doing economics so how did you end up (laughs) doing how transfer there i worked in a plant too i was 18 and um when I first went to college, they had this program, like, hey, you know, you can come work at the plant for the summertime and, you know, blah, blah, blah. So I used to work at the plant, too. I used to work at a plant called Rouge Steel, and we um, they made steel for Ford and everything else. I don't even know if Rouge Steel is in business, but, <laughs> like, you know, for a key 18, you can make good money you just work That's in yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> and uh, if you're not focused on, like, your vision and your own dreams, you know, you can work at a plant 30 years and retire and be cool for the rest time of the time went by yeah you look up the time we look back you're like damn mm-hmm. i wanted to do this but yeah you know so i made sure i didn't get caught in that but yeah it was good money you you, you know, pass up 30 25 hours to sit around and watch some steel rolling good so money you, so you've been wanting to do entrepreneurship even when you was in school and all oh that yeah stuff. yeah i mean look, look um you know one of my one of my mentors um they own one of the uh, glenda brundage hello i love you uh, she, I don't know if she's watching the progress report, but <laughs> she, you know, she wanted the, no, for real. She wanted the first McDonald's, black McDonald's owners, wow. you know, in Detroit. They had two oh. locations. That was my next door n- neighbor. Um, we moved from Detroit to Southfield, and she was like, Hey, what you doing today? I'm like, Um, I'm about to go to school. She was like, Okay, what time you got to school? Like, Two o'clock. She said, Okay, meet me at three. I'm about to take you. And then I, next thing you know, I was working at McDonald's and I'm learning that's like, crazy the business. You know, I was like 14, 15. I was like, My a real wake-up call to say, okay, look, if you can do it mm. in your own, I definitely can, you know, do it. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, shout-out to her, but, yeah, that was 14, you know, 15. No, shout-out to her. Nah, for real, look at the universe, because yeah. what? That's yeah, crazy. crazy. It's a dope mentor to have. And, like, going back to college, like, for me, I graduated college, and I more so did it just because, like, um, just how I was raised, like, you know, my mom had me when she was young. She went and got her master's degree, so it was always a thing, like, you ain't got no excuse not to do it. I ain't had no yeah. kids. Right. So I did it for my mom really yeah. for my family yeah. but um i don't i don't regret it for the fact that i'm still friends with a lot of people i went to school with and those relationships are priceless but at the same time had i known now what i know you know if i had known then what i know now i probably wouldn't have went but you know relating that to entrepreneurship um i do think it's not for everybody yeah 
Um, so can we talk about just the uh, um, just that in the in, in the general like where it's like to be an entrepreneur like you gotta low key gotta be in you, hockey yeah. gotta be in you, and it's like it's cool with doing a nine to five and going to college and shit. Listen, oh, did, did I see you this question before? Or how you know this? <laughs> <laughs> I be telling everybody like entrepreneurship is not for everybody. Right. You gotta really dig really really deep. Because people think now nowadays, I'm gonna just go get on my soapbox a little bit. Nowadays, with Instagram, et cetera, everybody act mm. like entrepreneurs so cool. You know, everybody be talking about, yeah, you know, you could do this, create an LLC. Like, uh. that's some of the wackest advice ever because you really set people up to fail. Because when you get out here, mm-hmm. you really, really, really like digging deep to what entrepreneurship is. If you open a burger spot right now and call it XYZ Burgers, you're not even understanding that you're competing with billion-dollar corporations for the same customer. Mm-hmm. McDonald's, and you can keep going on and on, Burger King, Wendy's. Like, they have billions of dollars in, in talent and entrepreneur and marketing that you are trying to compete with the same customer. Like, you really need to really figure out, A, is entrepreneurship really for you? And two, are you even ready to, to, to buy? To- when something happens to your kitchen, you might say, This is ludicrous. But that won't fix your home. That will only get you the rapper, Ludacris. Having trouble? Don't panic. Don't be alarmed. You need to file a claim? Holla at State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. You can file a claim on the app or call us. Thanks, Mr. Chris. No matter how ludicrous the situation, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. Battle Goliath. You know, people don't really think about that. They think I should be cool. I got on the spot, but you ain't making no money. Mm. You know, you better off going to work for McDonald's if you're really talented and helping them improve what they got going on. You're going to make better money. You're going to sleep better at night. Your family going to have it better. Mm-hmm. You know, so, look, we really got to get off of this. Everybody want to be entrepreneurship because really, you know, like you say, high key, really, really you, we just destroying our own community trying mm-hmm. to take a risk um, that we really shouldn't be taking. And that's the honest to God truth. Mm. People ain't going to like to hear that, but that is the truth. Nah, I, I feel that because I feel like um, I started Toro, never wanted to be into Toro. Yeah. I know she tried Airbnb before, yeah. but it's just because that information is out there like, yo, I'll teach you if you buy my uh, my manual, yeah. my workshop, I'll e-book. teach you how to, my yeah. ebook, yeah, I'll teach you how I to grow e-book. a multi-business. Yeah. And then like you said, it's so much that's left out of that because they just don't have it in them to where mm. they end up failing. Yeah, well, I mean... And then in addition, like, you know, I don't have nothing against people hustle, man. Mm-hmm. We all hustle at some sure. point, you know, for sure. But, you know, you buy an e-book at $100, 1,000 people done bought that e-book. And then, you know, everybody doing two row, everybody got the same cars. Like, mm. uh, I'm going to just go to Hertz. You feel right. me? Like, right. like I, you want me to pick your car from where? Like, uh, I'm yeah. cool. You know, yeah. it's like. And that's, those are great companies, but the people that's really making the money is Turo and the people selling you the ebook. Yes. You feel me? So, genius. Man. Put a little spring in your step with great savings rates from Andrews Federal Credit Union. From now through March 31st, you'll earn 3.75% APY on your savings when you open our three-month Spring Forward Share Certificate. Start with as little as $1,000 and watch it grow. Open your new share certificate at Andrews Federal and spring forward towards your savings goals. Get started now at andrewsfcu.org. Andrews Federal Credit Union, federally insured by NCUA, APY equals annual percentage yield. For eligibility and membership requirements, visit andrewsfcu.org. Put a little spring in your step with great savings rates from Andrews Federal Credit Union. 
From now through March 31st, you'll earn 3.75% APY on your savings when you open our three-month Spring Forward Share Certificate. Start with as little as $1,000 and watch it grow. Open your new share certificate at Andrews Federal and spring forward towards your savings goals. Get started now at andrewsfcu.org. Andrews Federal Credit Union, federally insured by NCUA. APY equals annual percentage yield. For eligibility and membership requirements, visit andrewsfcu.org. I'm they be like, yeah, okay. today is a discount for just today only. Hey, today yeah. only. Hey, today only. Right. And look, I mean, if you know, you get to that point, but you know, I, I, I tell people all the time, like, you know, when you're looking for information and you're looking for mentors and people, like, you want to look for folks that really don't, like, have you ever sold a company before? Like, that's the really the mark for me. Mm. Like, you could, you know, preach and hustle all day long, but like, when you build a business, and then you can sell it to somebody else, mm. then that really tops the mark for me. Are you like, this real entrepreneurship at this point, you know? So since you say that, right, yeah. it's crazy because, especially like in the black culture, um, when people build up a company and sell it, we say you're a sellout. Mm. Where we hear a lot of business people say, that was the whole goal. And yeah. even like in the music industry, let's say like how P, um, QC. QC. Shout out to QC. Yeah. Everybody was upset when really it could have been a huge win for the culture. How do you feel about um, just people thinking that way? Yeah, first of all, I, l- I love the move for QC. Look, Scooter Braun bought the company, first of all. Yeah, you know, anybody understands Scooter Braun, like he come, you know, I know Scooter Braun, a white boy, I want to say white boy, but yeah, Scooter yeah, Braun, yeah. white boy. Yeah. But he is in the culture, you know, like um, Scooter Braun ain't, you know, he ain't, you know, ain't like he, you know, UK guy just got an NBA and like, oh, I want to just profit. Like Scooter Braun is in the culture. That's one of the most prolific entertainment managers ever existed. And, you know, he is in the culture. So mm-hmm. it ain't like they sold it to somebody like, who ain't in the culture. I think that was a great move. Uh, they built a great business over there. And and look, uh, with the money they got, they can do it five more times. They, yeah. can, they can help 20 other people. It may not be a music, but they can mm. take that money and maybe you got a real estate idea. Mm. Maybe you got a, a burger idea, right? You can go talk to coach and, and and he said, look, man, I know y'all just made 300, like, you know, invest 300 in there. But mm-hmm. they, and that's just another, mm. you know, um, plus to the community where now they got some cash to help other folks, you know? Right. So I think it was a great move. They built a great business. And, um, you know, I'm sure whenever they're non-competitors, well, I don't know what situation they got. I'm sure they're going to do it again, three, four, five more times. But just in general, it's okay to sell. And sometimes that's the who, point. I mean, look, who, 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 who are, who, who are we to say somebody selling out when it, you ain't did the work. Yeah, right. facts. You know what I'm saying? People be on at home like. No, they don't know nothing about look, the background work. <laughs> one of the last companies I sold, um, I used to own, uh, sold, I used to own a company called Queen Virgin Remy. Okay, who know about that Queen Remy. Virgin Remy? Oh, oh, for real? We know. Come on. I know I'm a stud now, but yeah, I used to wear a little. <laughs> get your, get your, come and get your weed. Who ain't had it? Come on. Listen, I sold that company to uh, the, the largest hair manufacturing world uh, out, of, out, of, out of China called Rebecca. Mm. And I really had to look myself in the mirror and say, damn, do I want to sell this company to folks who are not a part of the culture? Right. And um, man, one of my friends had to come smack me like, what, <laughs> if you don't get this fucking money? Right. And, and, and um, that was a tough decision for me, but you know, look, if, if they didn't buy that company, they probably was gonna compete with me even harder. Mm. You know, um, at the point, at the time, everybody was sell, sell here now at some point, but I was, it was just me. One of the first. Yeah, wow. we had 15 locations and um, it was getting tough because everybody was selling here. And you know, they wanted to, they was already supplying here to everybody. 
It was like, hey, let me just buy it and have a direct, you know, outlet. I was like, it was like, you did a great job. I'm like, damn, but I don't want to sell it mm. to you. Right. Because I know you don't care about my culture. So that was a, a very hard decision to make. But I think, you know, QC probably got an easier decision because they sell my folks who are already in the business and already yeah. attached to the culture. So right. that's real tough. At the end of the day, though, you got to get your money. Okay. And like you said, you can invest it right back into the culture. Even how you said, like, crew is all for the culture. So, like, you could use that money to invest in crew mm-hmm. where people think that you just selling out when really you just. Yeah, you know. no, look, I took that Queen Bird Remy money and I started a few other businesses and I helped a lot of other people, you mm. know, get in business. So, you can call me a seller all you want to, but, you know, that money helped a lot of folks and fed a lot of families. Like, I took that money and all my managers that was at Queen Bird Dream and they all got broke off, you know? So, look, end of the day, one thing for sure, you fall off, man. A lot of people who you think your friend ain't gonna be there anyway, so you better get that money. <laughs> nah, that's real that. tough. I mean, like, shit, Remy, who ain't who ain't had a Remy? What's uh, that four B? Okay, listen. When it comes to, I, I will wow. say, black females. One thing we gonna spend our money on is our hair. I remember just saving <laughs> up like hair. Yo, for real. Give a fuck how much it costs. We spending thousands okay. in that motherfucker, sure. like lashes. But it's true. So you know, I, I respect that. Yeah. Uh, now, like, I want to talk about too. Like when we talk about just uh, black businesses, it's a lot of black businesses that got a negative energy around them or just a, yeah. a stigma or what, what word am I trying reputation. to use? Reputation, I guess. Um, why do you think that is and how how can we like alleviate that? Because I've dealt with a lot of bad black businesses personally. Well, you know what? Um, you know, I, I, I love black people. Like I love us. but We so hard on each other. Mm. You know, we so hard on each other. Mm. And um, it just... It's, it's just our history. Like we, we we are very oppressed people, and um, when we when we get done wrong, we just go hard, and, and we go we go even harder, you know, amongst each other, and uh, which is why I ain't trying to get them back on my soapbox. So much violence mm-hmm. in our community, but that's just mm. how we were. Just you know, all that slavery, man. What that's what they taught us. But I think you know we got to do better in our community. Of just being ready, being prepared, mm-hmm. holding holding each other accountable. And that started at the top. You know, we still, after all these years of marching and slavery, we still don't have, you know, real leadership within our communities that really don't care about making money and care about uplifting each other. Uh, and that's important. And if you go, you know, into other communities, um, like the Asians and, you know, the Jews, et cetera, like they have Way real different. community leaders that hold each mm-hmm. other accountable and say listen if you're going to do this you got to do it that way right mm-hmm. and um look this is a very very deep conversation because we talk about you know us being re- un- underrepresented like if you try to open a, a business right now and go to the bank as a as a black person you have a very hard time because you're probably going to a blank bank that ain't owned by no black people right mm-hmm. um that's different in other communities like we are we understand that Jewish folks, et cetera, own a lot of the institutions, but they still have their own institutions within the community to say, listen, you got a great idea. Um, this family plus this family plus this family, all we do is lend to folks with ideas like this. Mm. And you ain't even gotta go to a bank. You can go get a hundred thousand from this family or that family because that's what they were raised on. That's how they do in their own community. Yeah. Right? So but we so behind on that. Mm. It ain't so many people I can go to and say, "Listen, I got a hundred. I, I got an idea. I need a hundred thousand. Like we don't. We we so far behind right. on that. So what Trump said, he took a small. Who needs an alarm in the morning? 
when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cutoff. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. A loan of a uh, million dollars, a small, yeah, a small loan, loan of a million. Yeah, yeah. a small loan, right? Mm-hmm. A million to us is like yeah, a lot of damn rich. money, right? Yeah. Yes. So, so look, we got a lot, a lot of work to do, and um, mm. you know, uh, look, I don't, I don't know if we ever gonna get there, but um, we got to start somewhere. Mm-hmm. You know, we had these conversations in, behind closed doors, you know, with folks who are you know doing things in our community. Like that's all we really talk about. And, and the question is like, where do we start? And like, how do we get there? Who's gonna stand in front? Because, you know, you know, that's a hard question. You know, with, with money on everybody's mind nowadays, it's like, you know, when you stand in front and say, listen, I'm gonna be the spokesperson to help everybody. Like that person gotta get paid too, right? Sure. So, a lot of work to do. So Shout you out. said you like 50% of your time is helping small businesses, yeah. right? Like, what's some tips for a small business that you see that people are struggling with on the regular that um, you got advice for? Yeah, so um, the reason why I was late, I was, today, um, I was at an event, you know, um, that just focused on founders of color. Um, It was put on by an organization called Plug and Play. Um, It's focused just on, on people of color and ideas and how they can get that idea out. And these are, we're talking about big ideas. So, you know, when I talk to entrepreneurs, like, you gotta have a good idea. Like, we've been talking about burgers, but if you look at what my sister Pinky Cole did, Mm. like, she broke a mold, right? Because she didn't really, like, she sell burgers, but she sells something very different than burgers. She sells a, a healthy vegan lifestyle, but she sells burgers. And the shit ain't cheap. If you ever went to, to no, sell vegan, you twenty dollars in the door. You Dirty feel me? shit with the price. But <laughs> I have I've never heard anybody go in there and say it's too expensive. That's true, right? So when you think about an idea, you got to think about like a real big idea. Like mm. you know, everybody is doing what you're doing, but you got to do it a lot different. You got to do it to a point where it's going to change some things. Otherwise, you just really buying yourself a job, mm. for real. Yeah. And. and there's a lot of opportunity when people think about, oh, what kind of idea you got? People always think they got to say, oh, I got this that ain't never been done before. Like, it ain't really about that. It's about doing something that's probably right in front of our face, but you can do it a lot different and really, like, break the mold. So, you know, I just hear, you know, when I when I hear pitches, I probably hear, you know, 10 or 15 a week. It should be the same. You know, a lot of times it should be the same stuff. You know, there's nothing really different. It may have a different name on it, shinier package, but, like, it's got to be different, you know, otherwise – you know, go work for Google. You'll mm. make a lot more money and have a better life for yourself, you know? And that ain't, and that's not even a diss. That's Put a little spring in your step with great savings rates from Andrews Federal Credit Union. From now through March 31st, you'll earn 3.75% APY on your savings when you open our three-month Spring Forward Share Certificate. Start with as little as $1,000 and watch it grow. Open your new share certificate at Andrews Federal and spring forward toward your savings goals. Get started now at andrewsfcu.org. Andrews Federal Credit Union, federally insured by NCUA. APY equals annual percentage yield. For eligibility and membership requirements, visit andrewsfcu.org. That's real Real shit. For real. When it comes to like putting your prices on products, yeah. how do you, what advice would you give on that? Cause sometimes we might be like, all right, I want to price it to where I'm attracting my current target market. But what if I don't want that to be my target market? Like what if I want to sell some shit at like a hundred a pop? Yeah. 
what advice would you give to be you able gotta to get find that? your target market well like right? how, how would you find the target market well you gotta understand what you're selling right so so i'll give you an example about your queen virgin remy we really blew up overnight because we were selling here at a price where nobody thought it could be sold but see the trick was I was, I was I was making very small margins, like when people were coming in the door, mm. but I was really killing it online, yeah. like shipping my product. Cause people was like, man, you selling a bundle for $40? Yeah, but the shipping is 20 bucks. But people didn't care because they thought they was getting a deal on wow. the product. Who's wow. making so much money wow. on shipping? She spent all her shipping money. Look, you took <laughs> all her shipping money. Yeah. But see, <laughs> He's like, yeah. I was making so much money on shipping. Love good hair. Right, I was making so much money on shipping. I was only making a few pennies really on the product. Mm, when people got the sense. product, they were telling four people like, man, I just got this here for $40. They didn't tell them that they also paid 20 for shipping. Wow. Right? I like that. So I was making a killing really on the shipping piece. And if you think about business, it's re that's really what it's all about. Hey, mm. people done that with like, get my book for free, but you pay for shipping. shipping yeah. Yeah. And shipping okay. might be like $12. Yeah. It really might cost $6 to ship. That's a good yeah. term right I mean, there. look at, look at uh, like some of the, the fashion conglomerates that have just popped up overnight. Sheen and Fashion Over. Like, mm -hmm. how much money do you really think they making on the product? They ain't making a lot of money on that. Okay. They're making that money all on volume. That's mm -hmm. how you really make that money. Right. You know, so sometimes entrepreneurship ain't about coming up with a great idea. It's just mm. about being smarter than your competitors, really. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's real time. Like that. Yeah. Now I definitely want to make sure we we uh, elaborate a little bit more on Crew because I remember when uh, yeah. Crew was introduced to Atlanta last year. I've been here for a minute, you know, but I remember like when Crew came because it was just that spot and it was yeah. just cool. It was intimate. It wasn't too big. Yeah. And just everything about it. Like I recently went maybe last month, but it's always a vibe. You might yeah. not find nowhere to sit, but it's a vibe. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. So I definitely want you to talk about Crew just the inspiration for starting it and just, you know, just seeing it expand to these other markets too. Yeah, no, um, so yeah, Crew, I, I didn't actually start Crew. Um, my office is, is always been and still is in the old fourth ward. And when I when I got, got off work, I would just go to Crew because it was like right around the corner. I bought Crew from a lady named Grace Lee, uh, who was a um, just a tastemaker and like a mover and shaker in Atlanta. And I was going there every day, and I was spending a crazy amount of money. I just said, Grace, look, I'm really tired of buying bottles of here. Like, let me just buy Crew. And uh, <laughs> she was like, hell no. And then one day I went in there, she was like, you want to steal buy Crew? I'm like, yeah, right now. So um, <laughs> that's how I got Crew. You know, I didn't really, you know, um, come up with that idea. Mm. But I did remodel it to what it is today. I went to, um, you know, a club in New York called The Greenhouse, which is out of business now. Mm. And they had the green theme, and I, like, loved it. So I jacked the green theme, plus what Grace already created with the hookah, and um, that's how Crew was born. So mm. that was back in twenty, uh, end of twenty thirteen, and Crew just exploded really, and people from all over the country would come to Atlanta and say, "Man, you know, damn, I ain't got no Crew in this city and that city." Mm. So I'm like, "Okay, do I want to like do this again, where I just go to every city and open a Crew, or do I want to franchise it?" And um, so we franchise Crew today. We we have thirty uh, franchise partners, um, you know, from Crew Alpharetta which is a, a great team, you know, the good crew is what I call them, you know, <laughs> Alex, good <laughs> energy, Shanika, Torka, you know, um, they're really doing their thing out there in Atlanta. We oh, got six locations. Yeah, we got Alpharetta, we got Douglasville, Macon. we got um, 
you know, Macon is coming soon. Okay. We got one of Robbins. Got you. We got That's Columbus open next week. Got right. You. Um, Edgewood is owned by Cassidy, who's mm-hmm. um, from New Orleans, but loves crew. Um, so that's how the, that's how it grew. But you know, we just all been about you know um, hookah first, and they're all small by design, mm-hmm. right? right? Because I didn't want to I didn't want to spend ten thousand every week for Trey songs and other folks to come to crew for people to come in there. I wanted somewhere where people didn't have no pressure to buy no bottles. And you go to crew right now, we don't charge to get in. We don't force you to buy a bottle. Nice. We don't charge you for sections. You can come in there, spend ten dollars, fifteen dollars. It don't matter. I just want some place to chill because I was. Really, myself, I was tired of going to clubs, and they like, okay, you want a section? It was eight hundred dollars. I'd be like, damn, it's Tuesday. Like, it's Tuesday. I'm with my girl. I'm just really trying to chill. They yeah. like eight hundred dollars. I'm like, damn. So that's how we really came up with crew because yeah. depression in Atlanta was crazy. Like, mm, um, and it proved to work. So you know, we expanding. You know, and where we at right now. So can For you sure. can you talk about um? The benefits of being a franchisee, yeah, like, um, is it more affordable? Like, are you guys giving the whole plan? Yeah. So, look, uh, I've been franchising for a long time. First of all, I told you about my mentor, um, the Brundish family. I bought my first first franchise. I was think I was twenty something. I bought a Subway, like twenty years old, Um, and I was like, damn man, Subway is kind of making a lot of money off me. But what I understood about Subway is I didn't have to build a business. When mm-hmm. people drove by, they didn't really care who owned it, but they know that I'm going to get a sandwich from mm-hmm. Subway that I like what I get. Mm-hmm. I know what they got, right? So that's the, really the benefits of franchising. You, are, you go into business, but you're not in business for yourself. You're going into something with a brand already built. You have help to get you through some of the pitfalls of starting to you know, try to scale a business. Those are the real benefits of, of, of franchising. Now, you got to pay for that, of course. We, we make a royalty on every dollar that comes through your door. Mm-hmm. But using my name, using my team, and stuff we've been doing the last 13 years to get to where we're at. So, um, you know, look, people, you know, can say they like franchising or not, but if you want to get in business. Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So, yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And not be by yourself. Franchising is really, you know, the way to do it. Uh, you know, we talking about crew just humbly. We have 14 locations, but if you talk about like Subway and McDonald's, they got 70, 100,000 yeah. restaurants, you know, mm-hmm. where you go in there, you know exactly what you're going to get on the Big Mac. You know exactly how long it's going to take you, you know, and you're expecting that same thing. And that's what we try to build that crew. Because for us as a culture, mm-hmm. if you go to... New York City right now, he's like, okay, where do I go to party? Like, you, you, they're gonna take you five different places. But if you go to New York and you're from Atlanta and you know it's a crew there, like you right. definitely going to crew. Right. Right. So, so that was the kind of the goal, and and that's what we working working toward. So, do y'all have like a lot of restrictions when it comes to people who want to franchise crew? That's a good question too. Look, if you you know, franchise on a very high level is very competitive, and they have a lot of red tape and things that you they tell you you got to have this amount of money this amount of experience this amount of cash for us as black folk we don't have that so you know us trying to get into a mcdonald burger king is very tough so i wanted to make sure that you know you know look if you're a hard worker if if, if you just trust me like i don't care how much money you got your experience like as long as you got a will i'm gonna help you so look black and white yeah i got some requirements that you got to meet but at the end mm-hmm. of the day it's just about you know, opportunity for real. 
and it it's comes with right. the mentorship from you guys yeah everything Which, you know we're gonna help you find a location we're gonna mm. train you we're gonna try train your staff you know even when you get open we're gonna make some mistakes we're gonna make sure but we we there with you every every step that's, of the way. that's the dope nah, part because sure. yeah. it's so much even when you say you got a subway i'm sure um you learn so much on even oh, how to run your own business from how they their system oh yeah i mean you know look that's the real benefit because you know these folks have got billions of dollars into this into this process mm -hmm. into this system and uh it's the system part of it that's very important you know um where to buy from how to buy how to calculate it your profit and loss statements things that you're not gonna learn unless you've been to through a real MB. Like if you if you've been up got a four year degree in business, you're not they're not gonna take you through the real steps of entrepreneurship. Mm -hmm. You gotta go get the MBA to learn what mm -hmm. you learn by having a franchise. You know, so um, yeah, look, you know, being franchising is the way to go if you're not trying to you know really risk your life and you know proving a concept. Nah, it makes sense. For real. Oh, uh, now you know. Personally, like I just want to know how do you balance everything and plus, you know, being a dad. I don't do a good job, <laughs> I'll tell you that. Mm -hmm. Look, it's so so many demands, you know, from a day to day basis. You know, overall, I probably have with with all my contacts, I probably got a hundred franchise partners, and they call me all the time. You I know, um, and it's like their life or death situation is immediately our life or death situation. Mm -hmm. Uh, so when it comes to trying to balance that with your personal life, you know, that's very difficult because, you know, especially when you're trying to build a family and a relationship, and I ain't trying to point no fingers or nothing, at some point you got to cut it off. You know, we always joke around with some of my friends, like, how much money is enough money? Like, mm -hmm. how much do you want? You know, it's like, you got to fit, you know, I was with one of my friends the other day, and uh, he got a term sheet on one of his companies he's been building for 15 years. He got a term sheet to like 60 million. Mm. I'm like, okay, listen, motherfucker, like, <laughs> you guys, you about to get 60 million. Well, he ain't gonna get the whole 60 because he got some partners. But like, okay, you're gonna get 40 million. How much is enough, motherfucker? Listen, get your money and build your family mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so you can ha get a head start for the next generation. See, us as entrepreneurs, sometimes we get some wins and enough ain't never fucking enough. Man. Like, never, bro. bro, how much is enough? Sit your ass, yeah. like, and that's where I just really like, after all the shit, I, I really like my daughter's about to be four. Shout out to my daughter PJ, uh, but okay. it's like, <laughs> she no, for real. How much is enough? Uh, how much is it? What's your enough point? That's the thing. You gotta set a number. No, I'm I'm going through that internally Look, right now. Okay. How, how much is enough? Because at some point, enough is enough. You know, you gotta like set yourself up for your legacy in your next generation. Mm -hmm. Not only your kids, but like other entrepreneurs too. So like, you gotta really set a limit, like enough, enough. Because otherwise, you'll be like 60 and you still gambling and now you broke. You know, so right. it's like mm. enough. It's gotta be enough at some point. Show. So, uh, can you talk about the importance on working on your business than in your business? Because I heard you were saying earlier, like sometimes people start entrepreneurship just to be working yeah. in their business. Yeah. And delegating the importance of delegating. Yeah, look, you know, scaling is a is a real art, you know. And I talked to this young lady last week, and I don't even want to say the business because she got something sp special. But what I told her, I said, listen, what you have right now is a job, and it's nothing wrong with having a job, but it's a hell of a lot of pressure with having a job. Mm -hmm. Right? You got to make a decision if you want to work this job for the rest of your life, or do you want to? take it to the next step, get out of your business and scale it so you can be free, right? right? So some people be like, okay, I'm making, 
I'm gonna just be honest. Like most entrepreneurs I make really ain't making no money for real. Mm-hmm. They may make thirty to sixty thousand, but they can say, "Oh, I got my own stuff." Which is some pride to that, but really at the end of the day, man, that's your whack. Like you're smart enough and talented enough in this generation we got right now. Mm-hmm. I don't care how old you are, chick. You can get on motherfucking TikTok and Instagram and make sixty. Man. You know, so you gotta really decide like, what are you doing? You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And I said, listen, if you want to take yourself to a next level, you gotta really like work on your business and get out of your business. Mm. She said, well, how am I gonna do that? If I replace myself, I'm only gonna make 20,000. I said, okay, so listen, this is what you gotta do. You have got to think outside six months, 12 months, 18 months. How can you live off of $20,000? And she looked at me like I was motherfucker crazy. Mm-hmm. I said, do you wanna get out of your business or do you wanna work this spot for your next 10 years? And the way artificial intelligence is, this shit might ain't be here five years. Mm-hmm. Crazy. Right? So you gotta really think about what you really want in your life. And she was like, Damn, I said, listen, either that or take your ass to Google, right? right? And that's life changing because, you know, life is short, a lot of stuff going on, and sometimes, even as entrepreneurs, as us, we just can only see what's right ahead of us because mm-hmm. there's so much pressure in if you're a business owner is, where's my next dollar coming from, mm-hmm. right? The big, big companies don't think that way. Facts. They're thinking summertime. They're thinking first quarter of 2024, yeah. right? So, so, you know, that's the struggle. You got you have got to work on your business and mm. get out the kitchen, get mm. off the register, pay somebody to do that. You know because otherwise you just have a job. And be willing to take a loss to be working on a bigger picture to down the road making more money. Yeah, I wouldn't call it a loss. I would call it an investment in yourself. Mm. Right? Word, I love an, it. An investment in your brand. Right? I love it. So, for sure. Uh, now, I think I had first got introduced to who you were okay. through reality TV. Yeah. Of course, I knew about your businesses, but didn't know it was, you know, yeah. your businesses. Um, of course, you know, you were dating Portia yeah. um, from uh, Housewives of Atlanta. Um, did being in the public eye, did it help or hurt your businesses? Well, you know, what's, cra- what's crazy is I tell the story, you know, for those who ask, you know, I don't watch TV right now. You know, um, I love sports, so I watch clips on ESPN, I read the Wall Street Journal and I watch clips on CNN, but I don't watch television. Mm. So when we met, I didn't really know, you know, she was this big reality star. I just For thought sure. she was fine in the motherfucker. Okay. Mm-hmm. Right. So 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 that time came and I was like, oh shit. Like <laughs> she kind of a you know big deal. And you know, it's but I will tell you this like anything else, you know, if you don't watch soccer you don't know how big David Beckham is, mm-hmm. right? You don't know because mm-hmm. you don't watch soccer. So I wasn't in the reality TV where I didn't know how big it was until it actually hit. And then some people was like, oh, yeah, you know, I got the hot dog factory. It's on TV. I'm like, damn, well, okay. But they got their own fan base. Reality TV got their own yes, fan base. Yes, definitely. You know, <laughs> but on the other side, though, when you go into a boardroom or something like that and you're talking to busy people, they don't know what right. you know, yeah. you know what I'm saying? So, Look, it's got some pluses and minuses. I don't train nothing for the world because we got a kid, you know, so I wouldn't, you know, if she would have told me something on reality TV, I still wouldn't have cared because I had, you know, a goal in mind at that okay. point, right? But, um, <laughs> you feel me? You feel me? <laughs> yeah, but I wouldn't care anyway. But, yeah. but yeah, so look, it, you know, it didn't hurt. It, it, you know, it definitely helped because there's a huge fan base who watched that stuff. Mm. Um, so I've had, been able to meet a lot of good people, you know, a lot of guys on the show I'm still friends with to that's this day. Up. And that's what it's all about, just building, you know, relationships. 
Nah, for sure, for sure. The, um, hot dog factory that's up the street from my spot. No H. You say you fuck with the factory. I actually I didn't even know y'all had wings. I um uh, got the wings and lemonade from there because my ex she used to love the yeah. hot dog shit, but for sure. Um, yeah, hot dog shit. Well, no, she hey, loved that's the hot dog. That's why. Like that's why wings. y'all ain't last. She loved them hot dogs too much. <laughs> <laughs> she didn't eat meat, so that's why it was significant. Oh, okay, she liked right. the veggie one, so it was significant. Okay, don't eat meat. Um, <laughs> <laughs> now, now talk about. Now talk about uh, dating a boss, whether it's, you know, somebody dating you or you dating another boss. Um, Because I think a lot of times when you're dealing with an entrepreneur, at least in my experience, it's it's hard to put a lot of time and effort into a relationship. But we we humans and we we still crave that, you know. I only fuck with A-types and bosses. I mean, that's only, I can't deal with nothing else because Mm. I'm busy. And I hope that you are busy as mm, well. Yeah. Yes. Okay. <laughs> you know, at the end of the day, when we make time for each other, let's make the most out of that the, that time we have. But other than that, I'm I, I'm busy. Like you know, maybe I think Erica about doing so. Maybe I'll see mm. you next lifetime. I don't know. <laughs> but like, Damn. I can only attract like a certain type of woman because I appreciate that you're busy. You making moves because mm. I'm busy too. I cannot be at home at five o'clock. I can't. Like, it's not going to happen. If that's what you want, then you got to go do something different, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and, and look, as long as you – I always tell folks that up front, you know. Um, so I'm busy. Do that I'm make busy. it hard to I build, though? That, y'all though. both always busy. Like, how do y'all even no, build No, because you something? know what's crazy? When you get together with somebody that's busy, the time that y'all have together is beautiful because you know you only got so much time. Okay, you I like know, that. Um, so whether it's, you know, where you at this weekend or you know your city, shit, I'm about to meet you there. Oh, where you at today? You know, that's important. You mm. know, so that day or time that we spend together is 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 it's better than like coming home at five and like laying in the bed all day. Like, Routine. just kind of. Nah, that's what I definitely tell my wife. Like, I'm busy. Like, if we're gonna spend time, let it be like quality, like something we can remember. Like, I don't want to. I can't sit down and watch TV. <laughs> And my head is like, damn, I gotta do this, this, this. Like, it might be less time, but let's sneaking make on it, the laptop. Yeah. Like, I'm watching. I swear. <laughs> like, let's make it more important for the times that we are spending together. So I'm yeah. not around you on my phone all day. You know what I'm saying? So I yeah. definitely understand that. Yeah. yeah, that balance is tough though. Like finding that balance. I don't know if y'all, you do you feel like there is a balance or it's like right. it ain't it, it ain't never gonna be. No I think balance. you always gotta work toward that balance because you know um, when you busy things change fast. What you got popping today may not be what mm, you got popping tomorrow. Mm. So um, you have to always work toward that balance, you, you know. And um, it, it's crazy. I tell folks, man, Atlanta is such a special place, right? It is. For black sure. culture because Atlanta has, like, so many different pockets, which makes Atlanta, you know, great. It's like it's an entertainment city. It's a film city. Mm. The LGBT community is crazy. The, the black pol- pol- political Ooh. scene in Atlanta is unlike anything you've ever seen. Like the black professional community in Atlanta is like, and you bring all that together, it's like, it's so, so dynamic, man. I tell people, I don't care what you got going on, mm. come to Atlanta, yeah. you're gonna find what you're looking for. Yeah, that's not the case everywhere in this country, I don't care. Facts. Even that's even true. Los Angeles, you yeah. ain't, you gonna have to, Man, Facts. that's a crazy ass city. LA like, crazy. Y'all don't be on zombies out there, no, man. It's People like, weird out there. No, yeah. You come to Atlanta, if you black black culture, you're going to come here and find exactly what you want. If you can't find Atlanta, like you probably doomed. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's what I be telling yeah. people because people always complaining about Atlanta. I'm like, well, I Hell. think it's you because this nah, shit for working for me. No, hey, <laughs> hey, no, for real. 
for real. You really gotta be great. about your business or like what you like, came here yeah, for. Yeah, and yeah. the opportunity is gonna be there, mm-hmm. but can't nobody make you do what you're supposed to do. Right, mm-hmm. for real. Um, so, you know, we big on longevity, you know, I think, you know, for us, uh, we all got our own respective businesses. Of course we do this together, but they yeah. do their own thing as well. Um, could you give us, you know, your tips for just longevity and it just, you know, just any, any tips that you learned along the years? Yeah. Well, I tell, um, you know, anybody that's starting a small business, like you gotta be like, you, you have to be patient. You have to understand exactly what you want and you gotta wait for it to happen. And not wait sitting down, but like everybody don't pop overnight. It just don't work like that. You know, um, you may not be ready. The, yeah. the the market may not be ready for what you're doing. Uh, you gotta really like be patient and building a brand, a real brand takes time. Mm-hmm. It takes a lot of effort. It takes the ability for yourself to be able to lead because you can't do nothing by yourself. You need a, a real team, not only you know, when people talk about a team, like not only like, you know, a, a COO or C, like you need a attorney, you need tax. Like it takes a long time to build a team, right? And only you can build your team. And that takes time. So, you know, I would just tell everybody, like, if you got a, a real, real vision of what you're trying to do, you got to just be patient and, 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 and build it. You know, it could be slow or fast, but you got to build it. You can't take no shortcuts there. Yeah, that's um, I have a question about your daily like do you have any daily routines like is there a certain time you wake up certain time hey it's kaylee cuoco for priceline ready to go to your happy place for a happy price well why didn't you say so just download the priceline app right now and save up to 60 percent on hotels so whether it's cousin kevin's kazoo concert in kansas city go kevin or becky's bachelorette bash in bermuda you never have to miss a trip ever again so download the priceline app today your savings are waiting Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. You going to sleep? Anything you doing in particular? Yeah, I mean, listen. I don't care what time I go to bed. I'm always up super early. Like what time? I'm at like five o'clock every morning. Mm, real about shit. Um, I ain't gonna lie. I woke up this morning at nine thirty for some reason. <laughs> I looked at the clock like, oh shit. Damn, <laughs> and four and a half hours. <laughs> nah, for I had so many. Miss- I'm like, oh shit, I'm behind. But yeah. But listen, uh, I make sure I go to go to go to bed at whenever I'm finished working, and I'm up every morning at a certain time because uh, I got a daily routine. I wake up, I answer emails that I didn't answer before because I don't answer emails like after six. Mm. But I make sure I wake up and any emails I, I do that morning. Mm. Uh, I make sure I touch base with my, my key team members early in the morning mm. to see what's important, you know, what they mm. need help with. Um, so that's like my first three or four hours a day. I normally don't eat until like noon, mm. you know, um, just so I can just run on adrenaline until then. I just get my best work done from like 5 to 10 a.m. Because after that, Shit hit the fan for some something happened. Something gonna happen. That's 10 a fact. Hour. Ten o'clock hour, you're crazy. Yeah. yeah. So, but but yeah, but 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 really though, um, you know, you talked about like tips for entrepreneurs. Like you gotta really build a great team. You know, mm-hmm. um, my team is crazy. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, and this ain't by design, but like my whole team across all my companies all women. Like women ain't playing around. Hey. Right. 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 That's a fact. I gotta, I gotta challenge my guys out here. Like women are really kicking our ass right now. Like yes. execution wise, idea wise, handling in business. I don't know what we doing out here, but like mm. every one of my companies, there's a woman CEO. There's one woman runs the brand. Like 
my attorney, my top attorney on my team is a woman. My CFO across all my companies is a woman. Like, I, don't, I don't know we what know the hell we, we really doing. Yeah, what are we doing? We be holding it down. No, hey, women. Hey, Women's in the You want something work. done for real? You know, you, you know, get a woman to do that shit. She gonna do it well. You know. Facts. For real. Oh, I got another question. Yes. <laughs> All right. So, say if someone has a failing business. Yes. Yeah. Okay. How long do you stay in that position to where it's like I want to revamp it because maybe it means a lot to you. You put in a lot of time and effort. How do you know when it's like all right, this shit failing, it ain't gonna work? Well, we talk about this all the time, every day. You know, you gotta look at your business and say, listen, um, with the resources I have right now, how long? Can I stay in business this way? Can I pivot to anything that can help the business continue to grow or make money, right? Um, and if I don't have an answer to either of those, then it's probably the time to sell that, try to sell that business or just close that business down. Mm-hmm. A lot of people look at failure like the worst thing in the world, but like mm-hmm. that's really the only way you can learn and get to your next step. Sure, you know, we talk part. about businesses like Crew, NIAC, like, of course, those making money, but I got a shitload of companies that I ain't gonna tell y'all that I lost money in because y'all mm, don't care. That's real you shit. I mean? So, uh, but you gotta understand when to when to hold them and when to fold them, and you gotta okay. understand that along your journey of building your company, you know you may have to, you know, call it quits. But that don't mean lose money. You know, um, I had this one company. We were um, we were tr- we were trying to take Cisco out the game. Now, if anybody in the restaurant business, they know Cisco is a major conglomerate that really, I don't even want to use that word. They really take advantage of um, small business because most people cannot buy their products cheap enough to really make money. So what Cisco does, or U.S. Foods, I don't care if y'all listening to this, this is true. Um, They buy a lot of stuff and they at bulk, super bulk. They break it down and sell it to restaurants and put a super premium on it because that's a, they know that's the only way you get it from. They're making so much cash that they don't really care about how much money you make. So we try to come up with a, a, a deal where we try to take Cisco out of business by setting up processes where restaurants can order direct from the manufacturer, bypassing Cisco and saving a lot of cash. What they found out was okay, this is too good of an idea. Like, we're going to try to run you out of business by immediately okay. slashing prices on a lot of the stuff that you already have mm. deal you worked. And it worked because the people that we helped came back to us and said, well, damn, man, Cisco has dropped this price so much. I said, well, damn. okay, cool. And then we went to that manufacturer. We said, listen, okay, y'all smart. We about to go out of business. But what we do have that you don't have is we have relationships and lists for people that will be helpful to you if you start another division that focuses on just, they say, you know what, okay, boom, I'm gonna buy that from you. And that wasn't a loss for us, right? We still made money on that transaction, but we put them on to something that they didn't understand, or they couldn't understand because they was too big. Mm. And if you look at like, you know, a lot of the major companies, like they buy companies instead of trying to build them. You know? Right, true. Right, so that wasn't a loss for us uh, because we made money. But it was a big win for them because they understood exactly, you know, a, a, a lot of holes that they had, you know, in their process. So. But it kind of, what you're saying is kind of like get out your feelings, yeah. be real, and even go to the competitor if you got some shit to offer. Right. Like, 
Yeah. That's like a humbling thing to be like, damn, you took me out of business, but I'm going to go to you and offer you something. Uh, and they're going to yeah. buy it, you know. But that that's where they like, yo, get out your feelings. Stop being emotional about the business. Yeah. And uh, yeah. That's big. Cause that's true. Yeah, I mean, to tough. this day. I'm like, um, I ain't telling y'all nothing. Yeah, right, no, to this day. Get you in the way. No, it will. <laughs> to this day, the, the, the guy who we helped, um, you know, we invested in that company and helped him build it. I mean, he still works there to this day. Mm. You know, he, he made a little cash, and now he gets a salary by just yeah. telling them exactly what they were doing wrong. Wow. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, it's called an earnout, but yeah, he he they gave him a, a extraordinary long earnout, which is unheard of. Normally, when you buy a company, or you sell a company to a competitor or anybody else, they're gonna put you in a, a non-compete to say, "Listen, this was a great idea, but just don't get no bright ideas. I don't want you to do this anything like this for you know two years, four years, five years." Mm. They gave him a six-year non-compete, which is unheard of. Wow. With yeah. guaranteed salary just to, to start that new division. Shit. Just off a, a, a simple idea he had to just save people, you know, money, you know. Mm. So. It's dope. And I think any entrepreneur or somebody thinking about it, like, I definitely think you made them, like, just want to think a little bit more about what they're doing and how they're moving. Yeah, it's very important because. Yeah. You know, at the end of the day, we ain't gonna live forever. It's about our family, our legacy. You gotta think about, you know, other folks, man. Because um, when you, you know, entrepreneurship is a, a dangerous game. Once you start making money, it's uh, easy uh, to blow what you're making. You know, it's hard to keep after you make it, you know? Damn. And it's crazy how many people forget how hard it was to get that money. You know, uh. they. <laughs> Next day you got a rose or a bench. I'm like, damn, man. <laughs> last two years you were on your knuckles. Right. <laughs> what are you doing? You know, but it's part of you know our culture. You know, it is to fall. So yeah. You know? Have you ever had any business ideas come to you that you shot down that ended up being major? Oh yeah. You know, I don't even want to talk about it. But look, <laughs> you know, every you can't invest in everything. True. Right. You can't help everybody. And look, I'm proud of a lot of those guys but you just can't invest in everything like mm. you know i'm still trying to we talked about it earlier i'm still trying to find like my what's enough point you mm -hmm. want to give us you an example of what you missed out on no, no <laughs> but, I, but i tell you um you know yeah I, I don't just get you know look i am very pro-black and 100 percent like trying sure, to support our own but i get pictures from everybody and everywhere you know so um it's, it's some companies you've never even heard of that does stuff that you think is probably corny, but like they're getting money right now. Yeah. Um, again, I was on a, you know, before I got here, the reason I was late, you know, 30 companies pitched and like everything from like, you know, setting up the Venmo of Africa to like, mm. you know, setting up the uh, DoorDash for like food in Latin America. Like it's, but these are all black folks. Wow, that's, you know, that's hard. That's hard. Right, but but um, you can't invest in everything. Like right. I saw like ten companies today. I'm like, damn, I wish. Like, how much <laughs> is going? But you can't invest in everything. Right. Yeah. You know, you got to go with you know some of your experience, and then also what you think is the future, because nobody can tell the future. But um, and kind of just roll the dice from there. You know. Facts. Mm. Um, so, you know, we got this question that we ask all our guests, man. We got to ask you, yes. um, our, our show is called The Progress Support. Yeah. So our key word is progress. So, you know, what is your definition of progress? Just being better than what you was yesterday and being better than what you was this morning. That's, mm. that's real progress. Like for real. And you ain't got to be much better than what you was, just a little better. And, you know, exponentially you, you have a big difference from today into next year, you know? Staying the same is it's not gonna work with the the way technology is moving. Um, 
being the same today as tomorrow is that's not gonna help you. Facts. Mm. Man, we appreciate this knowledge. Just you know, just again, just we appreciate you for supporting our brand. Yo, um, yo y'all doing y'all thing. I love it. Look, um, I just who's uh, I think it was um, who did I just watched last week. Um, my man on the radio, uh, DC. Oh, fly guy, DC. fly guy. Yeah, 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 you know, yeah. Hell yeah. That's a that's a very good brother right there. He was dropping some for some sure. Jewels. He was. He was. You know, sure. it's crazy. I, I I had approached him last year about Nyack. I'm like, man, Ooh. what's going on with Nyack, bro? <laughs> he don't drink. Because uh, I you know he don't drink. <laughs> he, he like, <laughs> man. He like, man. Like, you know. I don't drink. Yeah, I, I support what you're doing. I'm like, damn, you don't drink. That's crazy, right? <laughs> like, but no, it's 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 a testament to like, cause in this culture, and this lifestyle, you like, that's what's like. Oh, get a drink. Uh, right. Do some drugs. You know, like he's like, True. man, I don't drink. I'm like, damn, that's what's up. Right. Yeah, yeah. You know, lit like, as uh, a host, no that was me. Yeah. No, because you know how you know people think that you know it's easy to to be on the radio and turned up and meet so many different people and then you in the club turned up and mm. he doing all that sober i'm like that's, Damn. Nah, that's why it's crazy a different level of respect for, for him on that so. no yeah. for real yeah. you know so um I, I really appreciate that about him man he a real talented brother mm. and uh doing this thing um but yeah i just watched that that, that podcast that was mm. dope thank, thank you for watching you, man. it man yeah. we appreciate yeah. you for blessing us with this amazing interview man. yeah appreciate y'all i'm Hell gonna bring y'all yeah. some more liquor too can't yes, wait can't wait Man, See, I got to rock up there, Dalian. Shout out to well, you know, Diageo. we had a revolt situation. Yeah, we yeah. were revolt. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Did he help us out a little bit? You know what I'm saying? For sure. Nah, man, that's love, man. Look. um you know, shout out to Diddy, man. Like what he's doing and what he continues to do ain't easy. You know, Diddy fifty. He's been doing this thirty years. Like you know, he just keep evolving, man. Like mm. uh so definitely motivation for that. I just bought me some Dalian. That shit crazy. Yes, I fuck with Dalian Reposado. No, for real. Yeah, for real. <laughs> But show, man. Um, well, again, thank you for your energy. Yes, thank you for thank your you time, most you. importantly. Look, any events y'all got going on, I can support. Let me know. It don't matter what it is. Yeah. Uh, Nyack. We'll don't say that because we got a whole yeah. list. We I can was going to say it on. Send it to yeah. We will. We got no, your number. We'll set up a group chat <laughs> no, off right, air. But now nah, we do appreciate that. And um, you can hang this up on your fridge next to PJ's progress reports. Okay. But you got a progress yeah. report. You know what I mean? Yes, sir. Man, hell yeah, Dennis. This is dope. I got to bring y'all some gift boxes, too. I, For sure. I got the Nyack gift boxes. I got to bring y'all okay. three of them. Got you. That's appreciate it. Appreciate it, man. Well, this was dope, man. It's the Progress Report Podcast, y'all. We out. Yeah. The Progress Report. If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. Bottom up, up, up. At participating McDonald's.